If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And there's nothing like free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other platforms. And the best part, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to See Simple Secrets Podcast. I'm glad that you all could join us. Um, I wanted to start off tonight's episode just by um, giving some updates and telling you all where I've been. I've been MIA for about a month now. Uh, My last podcast was around Thanksgiving. And the day after, my grandfather ended up passing So I kind of have been in recovery mode. Um, I don't know if I necessarily want to say grieving, but basically it's been grieving. Um, I just have been trying to be really quiet and reflective, um, not focusing too much on what's externally going around, but really trying to um, be more inward with Uh, what I'm feeling, kind of to just sit with that and deal with that, as I recommend to others. (laughs) I've had to kind of do the same thing myself. So this past month has just been really quiet for me, Um, just reading and meditating, praying, um, trying to set intentions and things like that but even in that it's been a little bit difficult for me just because it's like you know this you have this energy of grieving and then you have this energy of trying to move forward at the same time and I know as part of our human condition is is that we have difficulty just sitting still because eventually you have to go back to work and you have your daily obligations, which makes it kind of difficult to just really grieve in peace, you know. And then you have people that want so many things from you and life does keep going. But I've really been trying to focus in as much as possible on just myself and my healing and being able to make it through and past this Um I think I spoke in another podcast before. I think it was the Let It Go podcast where I talked about how difficult it was recovering from my grandmother's passing. And I think it was because when she passed, I didn't necessarily feel like it was the best circumstances. Like the family wasn't necessarily in the best place. And Even her feelings, like I had always known her to be such a strong person and such a survivor. And I know that I've gotten a lot of that from her, um, just her spirit and the way that she was. But I also felt like, you know, at the point where she passed, it's like it was almost a defeat in a sense um, because she had recovered from so many things. And it was kind of like, man, you know, I can remember praying for her, like, 
you know, just going in the closet, as they say, or the bathroom, as I say, and just closing the door and just like crying out to God on one particular occasion um, for her to just be healed from cancer and everything that she was dealing with. And she did live for years after that. And, um, you know, it was just like she always survived. So in the case where it looked like she wasn't going to survive, it was almost just like a defeat in a, in a sense, in a way, where it's like so many things left undone and unsaid. And it took me over a year to recover, really, from her passing. So um, when my grandfather passed this time, I had told myself that I wasn't going to get into that same place of uh, discouragement and defeat and depression. And I really tried my hardest to stay out of that spot. So what I've tried to do is just kind of focus in on the positive and the long life he lived because he did live to be 87 years old. And um, it's something that a lot of people don't get to see. So I think it was really important to celebrate that, but at the same time, um, and to also celebrate the fact that he didn't pass from COVID-19. And just to think and reflect on his life, like being the father of six children and then having this lineage coming after him of um, 13 grandchildren and or 12 grandchildren, 13 great-grandchildren, and just all of those experiences that he was able to go through, like from being born during the Great Depression, being born during um, segregation, and um, having to be a sharecropper and not being able to attend school um, the way that, that we are able to or we have been able to in the past, going through the civil rights movement and all of the things that occurred during his lifetime. And I did have so many moments with him that I'll never forget. You know, a lot of people have grandparents, but not everyone gets to have the experience that I have with my grandparents as far as them being part of my upbringing and living with them you know, practically all of my life. <laughs> um, definitely the majority of my childhood, minus maybe two or three years, was spent growing up in their household. So, um, you know, my grandfather was responsible for so many things as far as teaching me how to ride a bike and the time he would spend with us outside playing and um, taking us to his favorite restaurant, which was um, Top Hat, <laughs> a little burger joint. And just all of the things that we were able to do together, like um, his birthday was usually on Super Bowl Sunday. We usually fall either on that day or somewhere around that day. So watching the Super Bowl together and just our family gatherings and all of those things that meant so much to me growing up. And even when I think about 
what I want my family life to be like as an adult once I um, remarry (laughs) and, you know, possibly start a family of my own. Just thinking about the warmth and everything that I want to have as a part of my household comes from that upbringing with them. And even as far as my spirituality and um, all of that growing up, it comes from being raised with my grandparents, you know, and my grandmother taking us to church regularly and making sure we participated in those activities until my mom became a part of it as well. And then, you know, she was able to pick up where they left off. <laughs> um But so many of those things, so much of who I am is grounded in that being raised and um, brought up by my grandparents because I have so much of that old school raising. It uh, really has shaped who I am as as a person. So it is difficult. It has been difficult. And I don't think many people understand what it's like because grandparents to a lot of people are just people that you see on a holiday or on a special occasion. Um, It's not somebody that you really talk to. And like even the things that my grandparents share with me about their life and growing up and how they got together and things like that, I can't even say um, all of their children or even all of their grandchildren know. It's like I see myself as being the type of person that can always bring things out of people that they don't necessarily share with others. So I kind of value those, or I don't want to say kind of, I really do value those conversations that we had and just their their lives. You know, I just celebrate them so much. So um, it has been a time of reflecting, which I feel like when someone passes, it often pushes us to reflect, right? Because even at the funeral, it's always a thing of, okay, now they've earned their crown, you know, or they've made it to where they were destined to go. Now what about you, right? So it's always like this, what's next that comes after a person passes? And you're pushing your purpose even more because it's like, okay, now... I don't have any choice but to focus on myself and my goals or my vision, right? Um, I know before COVID, I spent so much time like at the nursing home where he was. I would try to go there two or three times a week, like having dinner with him and just kind of kicking it with the other people that were in the nursing home. Like I got to know them by name and we would just sit there and crack jokes and stuff at the table and all that type of stuff. And it was like once COVID hit and everything has been shut down, that's already been just a super difficult time for us this year, right? I know it was really difficult for me because I was always a very social person trying to be out as much as possible, couldn't sit still. And then it's like, okay, you have no choice but to sit still. So now what are you going to do? So just this year overall has been like a reflective year for me, which is really symbolic of what it is, right? 2020 and that that 2020 vision. 
and just seeing things for what they really are. And I have to say in this year, if I have not learned anything, I've really been able to see things um, at face value, like just really see what things are the way that they are and either accept them or be forced to change them. And out of all of the negativity that we can all say about this year, I do have to say, like, I was able to check some things off my list. Like, this year I was able to purchase my own home. And I have been able to, like, see it go from the state that it was in when I bought it and, like, just see the the changes and the blossoming of the property as things are being patched up and fixed up and as things are really just coming together and falling in place. And it's like, wow. Like, I remember this as being something that I wrote on my list maybe a year or two ago. And now to see it come to fruition, right? So, like, all of these things, um, even in this year, I went from being a teacher to being a literacy coach. And then I was also able to do some um, contracting work for different companies and um, to become a community coach where I'm speaking with teachers from all over the country twice a week Um, and even during the week as well just like engaging with them on Facebook and helping them with strategies for teaching the curriculum and the crazy thing is maybe a year or two ago I wouldn't have seen myself in this place because I actually had quit teaching. And to um, to become an esthetician and to go from that, the struggle of owning my own studio and trying to build my clientele and then deciding to go back to the classroom and that decision pushing me to become this literacy coach is just like, You truly never know where you're headed in, like which path, which direction you're going in, which direction your choices are going to put you in. So I have to say, like, out of all the negativity of just having to sit still, not being able to travel, really having limited interaction with my family members, like, you know, of course, face to face and just the solitude of it being stuck in the house and um, not living with anyone and just like really having to sit with yourself for real. Like if you didn't like yourself, (laughs) you don't like the person that you are like, or you don't like your circumstances, 2020 was definitely the time to change it. So um, that kind of leads me into our podcast for tonight, which I was going over a few different um, titles in my head. And um, one I was thinking was like, New Year, New Me, of course. And I'm like, okay, everybody uses that. Like, that's been used plenty. But then I thought about the topic, um, New Year, Old Me. And the reason that I thought about that is because we put like so much pressure on ourselves when the new year comes around it's like okay it's a new year I'm cutting people off 
you know, I'm doing something different this year. If you're not on my level, be gone. And, you know, all this type of stuff, of course. And I know, you know, at times I can't say I haven't felt that way, but it it doesn't take the new year for me to do that. (laughs) That could just be an occurrence on a regular day. Like, you know what? This is not quite working for me. I think I'm going to go in another direction here. And I don't have any problem with doing that. But I was just really thinking about the new year and New Year's resolutions, right? And I think... And this is just my opinion. I think that New Year's resolutions are almost like kind of a thing of the past, right? I mean, you can still make them, um, but I think it's better almost to, instead of doing like a New Year's resolution, like, okay, on January 1st, I'm going to do this particular thing, this that particular thing. I think it's almost better just to do goal setting or making your vision board or something like that for the entire year. And the reason that I'm thinking that is because a lot of times when we fall through on those New Year's resolutions, it's like, okay, well, I fell off the wagon, you know, try again next year, you know, versus it being something like, okay, it didn't work this week. It didn't work today, but I'm not going to fall off the wagon. I'm going to keep it going. And I think when you make that list or you set those goals, it's a little bit different because it's something that you're constantly reminding yourself of. It's something that is always at the forefront of your mind. Like, I know I may not remember resolutions that I made from years ago, but I know I can go to my notes app and look and see the goals that I set for myself on a regular basis. And I can go back to them and see, where am I with this? Okay, what do I need to do? What are some actionable steps that are gonna help me to achieve this? And it can be, even with um, like a resolution, it can be very general. Like, okay, I wanna lose weight this year. But when you break down that general goal or that general um, resolution, break it into into something smaller, put some actionable steps with it. Like, yeah, I want to lose weight this year, but what? how am I going to do it? Okay, I'm going to dedicate to uh, dedicate two or three days in the week to going to the gym. I'm going to uh, become a pescatarian or I'm going to dedicate three days out of the week to being vegetarian and the remainder of the week will be just healthy eating or whatever. You know, I think it's more helpful to do those type of things versus that just overall generic type of goal type of uh, goal setting. Be specific with it. Like, what is it that you actually want to see? When do you want to see this by? Okay, by February 3rd, I want to have um, lost 15 pounds. Now, how am I going to lose that 15 pounds? I'm going to lose that by going to the gym, by um, eating healthy meals, by doing intermittent fasting, you know, whatever. 
however you decide to set those goals. And the the main thing that I really think more about than anything is about our inner person, right? Our spirituality. That's what I focus the most on. Because I feel like once you have your heart intact, once you have your mind intact, once you have your spirit intact, then everything else is going to fall in place. Because a lot of times, the reason why we're holding on to the weight is because of something else that's going on inside of us. It's because of something that we haven't healed from. It's because of um, like a barrier that we're putting up. We're protecting ourselves from something. Um, It could be, oh, I'm going to keep the weight on me because if I keep the weight on me, then I won't be getting so much attention when I go out in public because I really don't want to get that type of attention from men. Or, I mean, these are real things that, that some of us grapple with for real, like, you wouldn't believe, you know, and that's the real issue behind the the weight gain or the overeating. There's something else that's going on there beyond the surface. And I feel like that's what we really need to get to. The resolutions to me don't really get to the inner man. They don't really get to that spiritual aspect. It's more so about self, yourself And even though this is about yourself too, your spiritual self is a lot different from that your physical self. Your spiritual self is something that you can't really hide. It's just, it's always there. Um, And you can't get away from it. It's ruling your life. It's controlling your life. It's directing your life. It's focusing your life. um, It's the life force, like it's what's in you. It's what's allowing you to breathe and to move and, you know, is the spirit that's in you. So we have to nurture that, that spirit. And that's what I really want to encourage just all of us to do in this year is really to go beyond the surface and start nurturing the spirit. Um, I made a list of just five thoughts that kind of came to mind as I was thinking about the new year and setting goals. Um, One thing, the number one thing that I thought about was purpose. And I think with resolutions, we don't really think about our purpose. What is your real purpose for being here? And your purpose is not the things that you do well, for example. Oh, my purpose is to sing. Mm, That's not really a purpose. Singing is an action. Singing is something that you can do, but your purpose is what you're going to do with that talent. So singing is the talent. Your purpose is the why, the reason you were blessed with that talent. Like for example, As much as I've tried to get away from it, teaching is my purpose. Like even um, when I was attending church regularly, I was a teacher. I was a Sunday school teacher. I was a um, youth teacher. (laughs) Um, 
a youth leader teacher, I guess you could say. But I've always been a teacher in a certain respect. Like even uh, going to school to become an esthetician, my classmate was always urging me like to get the teaching certificate. Like you need to put your teaching and your esthetician license together. I know that teaching is something that I do very well. You know, it is a part of my purpose. In that case, teaching can be a purpose too. But what's the reason why? What's the reason why that I'm te- why I'm teaching? Brightening young minds. Is that my purpose? Or um, helping people to heal, to think differently about things so that they can be successful. And then eventually we can come together and and um, be able to see those outcomes that so many of us want to see in our world. So what's your purpose? What is your purpose? What's your reason for being here? That's something you need to look at when you're thinking about the new year. And secondly, why do you desire the things that you desire? Like, why do you desire to lose weight? Is it because you want to be healthy? Is it because you want to be able to run around with your children? Right now you're having difficulty with that. Is it because you just want to be out here stunting on folks, taking pictures like the celebrities, showing off your body? Why are you desiring what you're desiring? Why are you desiring a home? Like for me, when I thought about a home, it's just like I talked about a little bit earlier. I thought about a place for my family to gather, like a place where everyone could come and feel at home, feel comfortable, could enjoy themselves. We can play games together. Like I just think about this atmosphere that I want to create that when people walk into my home, They feel blessed, you know, they feel like this is a place where they want to (laughs) be. And I've had that before. Like, um, I can remember having a home and inviting people in and um, just cooking for a large group of people and us just sitting down, playing games, having fun, watching television, just conversation, whatever we decided to do. So it's something that I want to have again. Like, I can remember those times very vividly in my mind. Like, that was um, one of the best parts about being married before. You know, it's just having uh, get-togethers, getting your friends together, getting family together, and just enjoying yourself. And that's the type of atmosphere that I want to create in my home. That was my reason for wanting my home. So why do you desire what you desire? Why do you desire that new car? Is it because you really need a car? Is it because, um, like, what is it? Why does it have to be a Land Rover? Why does it have to be a Cadillac? Why can't it just be a a Hyundai? (laughs) Why can't it be a Kia? Like, why are you desiring the things that you desire? That's important to me to know, like, Why do I feel like I need these things? Because where I am right now, like, I'm good not having a car note. 
I keep telling myself I don't ever want to have a car note again because that's $400, $500 out of my check every month. And the car is still depreciating in value, you know. So why do we need it? Why do we desire those things? It's like, yeah, we can have it. Like, I could have two, three cars sitting in my driveway, but I can still only drive one at once. So why do I want those things? Is it just because that's what my money can afford? Is it because I want to be able to bless someone with a car if they need it? Or is it just because I just want to have it because, hey, I mean, I just want to have it. But I feel like it's always a reason behind something. So what's that reason? I just like to get down to the nitty gritty. (laughs) Why do you need that? I've even done that with myself as far as like clothing and stuff like that. Because sometimes we can get ridiculous with it. Like, I know I've been in positions before where I didn't have a lot of money. It's like you want to accumulate something, right? So now you're going out getting all these clothes. But it's like, what am I about to do with these Like, especially right now, I ain't even going nowhere to wear all these clothes. Like, I don't need that many outfit changes in the house, you know? So, your desires become a little bit different. I've seen so many people this year saying, like, even with it being a pandemic, they've been able to pay off so many bills and things like that or pay so many cards now. Why is that? Because you're no longer going out to eat all the time. Uh, You no longer are buying all of these things because you don't really need them anymore. So now you can focus more on your priorities, which are your family, your friends, your home, and those types of things. Credit being one of them. Okay. And then I put, what are you going to do the same or differently? And I put the same because just because it's a new year, doesn't mean that you have to change everything. If you were doing some some things that were helping you to be progressive, um, some things that were keeping you on the right track, you don't have to switch it up because it's a new year. So those things that, that were helping you to be consistent, keep them the same. Don't change everything. Only focus on the things that you want to do differently and when I say differently I mean better really like what can you do to make yourself a better person what can you work on then I also said read something and when I thought about reading something I really said that because so much of our time nowadays is dedicated to social media and I love this new app, which is Clubhouse. I love it because it does give you the opportunity to learn from so many people about so many different topics and everything and to join with like-minded individuals, which is awesome. And these like smaller groups and you can discuss anything under the sun. You know, I love that about it. But then there's also some groups on there. And of course, it's always going to be this way because it's just it's just like in school. Right. You got some people that are the quote unquote nerds that are always doing everything right. They're focused on the lesson. They're not doing too much socially. They're just following the rules by the book. Right. And then you have 
the class clowns, right? So you always have people that are coming just to be silly, just to be goofy, whatever. And then you have people that are not necessarily classified as the nerds. They're not necessarily classified as the class clowns. Like they're just the people that are just right there in the middle. They just come, do what they told. They're not trying to do too much. That's always where I've been, like the middle ground. I ain't trying to do too much. I'm not trying to be um, the number one student in the classroom, but I'm not trying to be at the bottom either. Like I'm I'm right there in the middle, just chilling. I'm gonna do what the teachers say. I, I'm gonna keep a low profile. That's me. <laughs> so it's just like that. And Clubhouse is the same way. Like you got the class, you got the groups with the class clowns that's just coming. They just wanna have a good time. And then you have those that are just there to like gain all they can and everything like that. And then you have the ones that are spitting this knowledge and it's like, yeah, they're using this platform for what it was probably intended for. But other than that type of social media (laughs) where you actually are like gaining and gleaning something from it and not saying that you can't do the same thing with Twitter, Facebook, all of that. But a lot of those things are based on opinions, right? They're not based on facts. So I say read something because you can get into the facts. Like you can get into history. And I love pouring into history, just digging into it. Like history is my, that's my jam. Like that's my spot. I love history. Because I love seeing how we got to the point where we are now. And then what can we do to prevent from going backwards in the future, right? Like, and I know sometimes uh, history books can be written from a perspective that in today's time, of course, things are a lot different. But I still feel like we have a lot to gain, Um and you should be able to discern what's um, fact and fiction or what's fact and opinion. But one thing that I kind of, and I, I love biographies and autobiographies, I do. Um, but I feel like when you're talking about reading for purpose and thinking about what you desire and how you want to get there, I say don't focus too much on the biographies and autobiographies because Sometimes you can almost try to emulate somebody else's story. Like I noticed the other night when I was on Clubhouse, we were in a room where they were kind of like auditing our social media. And one of the things that I heard a few times is like, oh, your page is just like so-and-so's. Oh, your page is just like so-and-so. Go to their page and see what they're doing. And it's like, okay. I kind of get what they're saying here. It's like, you you want to be an original. Like the way that uh, Jay-Z, I don't know why he was the first person to come to mind, but the way that he got to be where he is, he didn't model himself after anyone else. Um, DJ Khaled, the way that he stands out as the person that he is, like, He didn't model himself after anyone else. Like, I can't remember anybody else 
in the hip hop industry that came out the way that he did as far as being this person like an inspirational like people would literally go to his page to see him riding around on jet skis and like touching the flowers and just um praising God for the beauty that he was seeing like I mean it was just original right and when you come off as this original person that's how you really get people to follow you and to like um look at what you're doing because it's different from what everybody else is doing so that's why I kind of say don't read as many autobiographies and biographies like you can read some but I would say get into some other books like the four agreements definitely hit the four agreements like I feel like that's a must read for everyone because it's really going to set you up to be where you want to be. Like once you start letting go of the things that are keeping you from your purpose and keeping you from being who you desire to be and who you know you're able to be. Once you start breaking down those layers, it's like the sky is the limit. So definitely reading those like not really self-help books, but like something that's inspirational, motivational, that's going to push you. Um, Think and Grow Rich, um, The Alchemist, just certain books come to mind that um, people read to like really catapult them into their destiny, you know? Um, Definitely digging into those type of books. And the only reason I say biographies and autobiographies are good, but kind of put those to the side, is because you don't want to emulate. Um, You want to create something new. And I think it's always good to read about history and people that have historically been great. But I also feel like there's only one Beyonce. There's only one Michelle Obama. There's only one Oprah Winfrey. Like, we can go down the list of great, awesome people. Reading their stories can help you to kind of know their journey and how they um, got to where they are. Like, what obstacles they had to face to become the people that they are today. But I also feel like you need those spiritual books to kind of balance you out as well to help you to be the person that you're called to be. Creating a physical or virtual vision board and refer to it often. So I've created the physical um, vision boards where I've actually had it, looked at it, I like creating the virtual ones because our phones are right there beside us at all times. And I could be sitting at a light. I could be in traffic and pull it out right quick. Let me read this. Let me remind myself. Okay, I'm not suggesting that you do that. Don't do that. That was bad advice. (laughs) But... Uh, you can be sitting waiting for your food in the drive-thru. <laughs> I don't know. But 
Anytime I think about my goals and what I'm trying to achieve, what I desire for my life, like I might pull out that note at any time and just go to it and read it real quick, just real quick. And I accept these things are better in my life real fast and keep it moving. And I have to say like again and again and again, list work. And I have, like, advised so many people to make lists, and I really don't think that they've done it because they laugh at me and they think it's silly. But when I tell you, like, I've literally manifested things from making a list and not even reading it often, but just, like, making it, putting my intentions behind it, like, working towards it, and literally have seen a thing come to pass and then it's like okay yeah (laughs) I'm just gonna be honest in one case I did it as far as like somebody that I was dating and when I say the person that I got behind the list was like literally everything that I wrote on the list um and then it's like okay now I know that I can you know, hey, ask and you shall receive, knock and it shall be open to you. Write the vision, make it plain. Like all of these things have been said and written and they mean something. So when you do these things, know that they are going to come to pass. Now, then once you get the thing that you desire, then you have to say, okay, is this still what I desire or do I need to go back and tweak it some? Um, and that's why it comes in where I said I accept these things or better because sometimes there's something better for you. Like um, the Bible says that uh, God wants us to have exceeding abundantly above what we can ask or think. So we have to think about the fact that our thoughts and our ways are finite. And finite means like it's just based on what we can experience here on earth. But we don't realize that that there's greater for us out there. So we ask for things based on our thinking at our level. And then there's things that God wants to give us that are beyond that. So you have to add that that better or beyond because it may be something that he has that's better for you than what you think you can have yourself. Um, We look at things like, oh, we don't have this type of man or this type of woman because we don't look this way. We don't dress this way. We don't have what they have, whatever. God can give us things that are beyond what we think that we can have ourselves. So you need to make sure that when you're making that list, think of the best because that's what you deserve. You deserve the best, especially if you're out here and you're really trying to help others and be there for others. And you're trying to be the best person. You're treating people with respect. You're trying to be the best person that you can be then you deserve to have those things that you want to have. And especially if you want them for, I don't want to say the right reason, 
But if you want them for a reason that's going to be a blessing to others, or you're going to, you have purpose in your heart that once you get these things that you're asking for, that you're going to be a blessing to someone else, it's no reason for you not to be blessed with those things, especially if you're going to be a good steward of it. It's like, um, you know, too much is given, to whom much is given, much is required. So when you get that much, it's going to be something required from you on that. So just think about those things. And those were all of the things that I kind of put on my list. Um, I didn't want to go too lengthy with this podcast today, but I hope that it was a blessing to you all. I hope that you were able to gain something from it, to learn something from it. And I hope that it's going to be helpful on your journey coming into this new year. We really don't know what to expect. I think we're always hopeful. It's just like when 2020 came in, we had no idea. I'm telling you, like when my sister told me, yeah, COVID-19 is going around in Japan, China, whatever. All of this, that, and the other is, you know, overseas. And I even told my sister, I'm like, that's overseas. Like, girl, why are you worried about that? <laughs> and then next thing I know, March came. And I was working from home. It's something that we never in our minds thought would happen. We never thought like the things that we experienced in this year, the people that we lost, we never thought that those things would have happened. Never. So you can never expect, you never know like, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm focusing so much on the spiritual aspect of things these days, because I just want my spiritual affairs to be in order. Like, I want my mind to be right. I want my heart to be right. I want to love people the way that that I'm supposed to love people. I want to take care of myself in the way that I'm supposed to take care of myself. I don't want to abuse the temple that I was blessed with, you know, we only get one of these bodies, like, you can't exchange it for the new and improved, I mean, it's a lot of plastic surgery and stuff out here nowadays, I know, when I say, like, you only get one body, you know, you had to take care of it, you have to take care of what you were given, be a good steward of it, and when you take care of the little, then that lets God know that you're open to the much, that you can handle more. So let's be good stewards of the things that we're blessed with in this year. Let's continue to just um, love on our families and those people that are close to us. Let's just continue to work together and even more so. Like I would have I would love to see, and I want to be a part of a real coming together of people that like last for more than just a few days or a few months or while it's trendy. Like it was so powerful to see people really coming together on causes this year. But by the time we got to December, it's like, you know, we fell off. 
Like, it's not as much to fight for. And it still is so much to fight for. Like, it's still so much. And even if you don't get on the picket lines or things like that, just the things that you can do in your community. That's another thing that I desire to do more of this year is to get back into volunteering and just being a part of helping people. Not just like giving money to the cause, but like actually putting myself out there and assisting in the operations aspect of it. Like that's really important. So I hope um, that you all got some ideas from this podcast today and that it's in enough time where you can really um, start making those lists or making those vision boards, whether they be physical or virtual. And even if you don't listen to it on the 30th or the 31st or the 1st even, you can listen to this on January uh, 14th and it's still going to be as good as it was on December 30th. So, um, because you can always change, you can always improve, you can always set goals that you want to achieve and ways for you to achieve those goals. Never stop believing, never stop dreaming, never stop having faith that you will be successful and that you will be in the place that you really desire to be and never stop working towards that. Thank you for listening. You can find me on all social media platforms under the name C's Simple Secrets and it is C-S Simple Secrets. You can find me by that name on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, bye-bye.